Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. My next guest always keeps something cooking, literally and metaphorically. The power couple of Tanya Harris and Jerome Fleming are the masterminds behind the viral cooking show, My Forking Life. With Tanya's on-screen presence and delicious recipes and Jerome's creativity behind the scenes, it's a recipe for success. Like they always say, it's nothing like being the soul. And that's evident with their chemistry. Stay tuned for our next episode of Generation Motivation, the podcast. Big congrats to Free on her new Amazon Music Station support. What's up, y'all? I'm your host, Miss Free, and you are now tuned into Rap Rotation Rewind. That's right. This is my new DJ Mo station on Amazon Music, where we play nothing but hip hop 24 hours a day. So stay tuned in. Stay right here. We're going to keep it popping. Let's go. What's going on, good people? It's your boy, Jay Snipes, a.k.a. the podcaster of the people, back with another episode of Generation Motivation, the podcast. Uh, you know, as always, thank you so much for your support. Thank you for tuning in each and every week. Thank you for, you know, sharing, liking, and uh, subscribing. Of course, you always got to subscribe. Um, hey, with, with uh, you know, just kind of cutting down on my, my intro, I have uh, a couple to my left doing fantastic things um, in this cooking space. Fantastic things. Um, and, you know, I, we talked off camera about, how, you know, being able to pro provide, you know, I guess, healthy meals, nourishing meals, uh, you know, meals that, that your grandma used to cook, you know, just um, being able to sit around the dinner table and, 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 and be able to reminisce about, you know, different memories and growing up and, and all these sharing all these recipes is special. And, you know, that's what Generation Motivation is all about. It's just being able to highlight those in the community using their platforms to effect positive change. And then what's more, what's more positive than being able to sit around the dinner table as a family, you know, family reunions and whatnot, and just being able to, you know, fellowship. So, um, but I have, I have Tanya Harris and I have, excuse me, Jerome Fleming of My Forking Life. So, hey, welcome to uh, Generation Motivation, the podcast. Happy Thank to be here. you for having us. Yes, yes. You know, it's, it's funny. I, and Tanya, I don't know if you know this, but when I, I talked to Jerome on the phone one time. We talked for an hour. Like, how long was it? About an hour and, and thirty minutes. Hour, I know. I yeah. was. I was there. I was there. I was waiting. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, "Dang, he's still on the phone." I was like, Gracious, <laughs> hey, we 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 were reminiscing like we knew each other for twenty years. <laughs> <laughs> which is which is cool though. I mean, a very very you know common uh, spirit and uh, you know someone that can you know gravitate to anyone, which is which is good. You got to be able to you know, connect with your audience and, and connect with people and be able to network. So that's, that's a beautiful thing though. So, um, but Hey, let's, let's, you know, let's take it back a little bit. You know, we, we, I just touched on my fork in life, but let's kind of, you know, dig a little bit into your background because it's interesting how y'all made the leap from, from your, your diverse backgrounds to my fork in life. So whichever one wants to start, I guess we'll be chivalrous. So we'll, we'll Tanya. If, if, absolutely <laughs> absolutely yes yeah. oh, wow. be, be respectful you be respectful um so um, you know tell a little bit about your background very interesting story all righty so um i am an attorney but at the time before my forking life was even born um i was practicing as an assistant public defender 
And I was no cook. I did not grow up cooking. I know that's surprising to a lot of people, but I, I'm clear about it. Like I did not cook my entire life. Now, my family cooked, I would eat. But for me, I would just be like, okay, where's the food? I'd eat it. That's it. Wow. Um, and when we started dating, like he would take me out to eat like all, yeah, like all the time. Like Every he was day. just paying for meals and I was just enjoying it. And I was like, oh, this is wonderful. Um, and I think I tried to cook for you once. No, before we got to that point, what happened was once we got serious, yeah, I was like, hey, you know, we're serious. How about, you know, you pay for half of it? Oh, wow. <laughs> I mean, I'll, I'll be I'm like, we're together, so we might as well split it, right? When we in this thing together, so split. Okay. And, and I, because we used to go to Nikado's, it was a hibachi spot, and we were at the hibachi spot. Um, and I was like, right, we go, we go 50 50. She paid that first time. But then the next time I was like, you trying to go out there? She's like, I'll cook for you. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, that's elevating. That's elevating the, the relationship. Yeah, I, I could. Well, I, thought, I thought it was elevating. I made some chicken and it, it wasn't. It hidden. was chicken, rice, and green beans. <laughs> it that's wasn't hidden. It wasn't okay. hidden. But, um, but either way, like what happened around the same time was I remember it was like, I just ended up being somewhere. Actually. Was it years later? Yeah. Uh, like DNC. Okay, it was there in DNC. Okay. And I find this cookbook and I'm just like, for some reason, I'm just like looking at it. And I was just like, it was um How to Cook Everything by Mark Britman. He has a bunch of books, but I just remember being intrigued because there was a lot of just like simple steps. Like it had the most simple recipes. And so I bought that book. And then after that, I just became addicted to just really learning about technique, learning how to make simple meals, but make them better. Um, and now I have like over 600 cookbooks. So what I really did was I just dedicated myself to just really learning the craft. And I kind of started the blog to just kind of highlight what I was learning, highlight mistakes. But eventually I just started learning so much that it came to a point where I was able to shift that into just actually teaching as opposed to just being like, I messed this up because after a while you just don't really mess up anymore because you learn or you know how to fix it if you do mess up. Right. Um, and so that's kind of how the blog was born. But yeah, I have I was not one of those like grew up kitchen cooking. No, <laughs> nope, nope, nope. I learned later, but I became so obsessed with it, and that's what made me become better at actually cooking. Okay. And you know, and I guess with with you being uh you know an attorney, I mean, you always pay the detail as well. So I'm sure that's something that really you know helped you to hone in on learning and perfecting your craft. It It is because one of the things that I did as an, especially as a, a criminal defense attorney is that I would get an issue or, you know, someone would be in a complicated situation and I would have to learn how to break it down, right? Like I'd have to learn how to communicate statutes or just different kinds of laws to people where they could understand it and it wouldn't be so complex and so hard. And so that's kind of where I do with the recipe where it could be something like, well, oxtail, right? Like that's something that's on my site. And a lot of people are like intimidated because they're like, you know, well, I've never messed with oxtail or whatever, but I just kind of do step by step, show how I make it. Um, and the idea is that you will be able to understand it and that when you make it in your home, you get the same exact results or even better than I did. Right, right. Okay. I, I tell Tanya all the time what she does is she puts every single recipe that she does on trial. Yes. And it has to be, it has to be not, I mean, it has to be, you know, whatever, it has to be the affirmative because she would not put anything on the website that's not tried tested and true three four ten twenty forty fifty times i'm not joking <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not joking 
It's just right, like right. if it's on the website, it's good. Okay. So yeah, I know that for a fact. Okay. So well, let me ask you this. So Jerome, does that mean that you're someone that has your palate is 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 very diverse in terms of what you like to eat? Because see, I'm I'm a finicky eater. You know, I'm I'm picky. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm I'm very picky, but okay. same time, I would try anything. I'll try anything, but okay. I'm very I'm very picky. You see, but like unlike Tanya, I grew up cooking. Okay, I, I grew up cooking, and like my first TV show that I had, uh, I had a sketch comedy show on Public Access, and on that show, I had a segment called Cooking with Flim. So on Cooking with Flim, I would just cook random stuff. It was like two dollar meal for two dollar date, lemon meringue pie. Uh, you know, if, if, if it wasn't, uh, I made homemade pizza one time because I was hungry and I was like, Oh, I gotta make a TV show. I made a pizza. Made a pizza. Okay. So, yeah. So, but growing up, it was just, I, I was always either cooking or something like that. So when Tanya, when she started developing her passion for cooking, I was like, okay, this is easy because I know what it took me to get to this point. So when Tanya was exploring from her first dish was like the chicken, the rice and the green beans with salt and pepper. That was it. So until where she is now, I'm like, Oh, I see growth. Right, right. So, so that's interesting. Now, you 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 threw a little tidbit out there. You said that you know your your first television show on public yes. access. Um, so, talk a little bit about, I guess you know because it's it's a tandem. You know, mm -hmm. is in, in in you know in front of the camera, um, and she's teaching and educating. Hey, someone has the you know has the perfect behind the scenes and, and you know the certain camera angles and the lighting and the editing and things and things of that nature. So. That's that's where your your specialty comes into into play. So when it comes to that, it's, it's kind of like you know how they say women live on Venus, men live on Mars. Yeah, I'm on Pluto. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> so so like it took for where we are I'm now. Oh, I've been way out there. I've been way out there. <laughs> okay, but I can admit it for myself, you know. Right, right. But for Tanya, when she first started getting in front of like camera stuff, I was like. The first time she said when she was doing a camera, I was like three camera setups and lighting and audio and this that right here. You got to do this. And she's like, no, we're not doing that. So then I'm like, okay. I so being married, I learned I just do what I'm told. I won't do anymore. I just do what I'm told. I don't really tell you what to do. I I would totally suggest things, right? Yeah, I suggest, I, I mean, granted, like I'll have like a strong opinion about certain things, oh, yeah. but I do. I do listen to what he says um, with a lot of stuff. Um, one of the things that I always tell him, like we work on the sites together. Um, since it was one of the things that I started, I'm always just like paying attention to like, you know, I watch a lot of YouTube cooking videos. I just watch whatever. So I always like Jerome will have like a bunch of big, big ideas. And I'm like, eh, we could probably just keep it simpler so that we could be more efficient. And then we just come in like this middle ground. But I don't like, it's not like I just ignore what he says. Like, ha no, on, she girl. doesn't. No, she doesn't. I, just, she doesn't know what I, I listen to it. <laughs> wait, wait, but you know what? And 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 truth be told, though, I mean, especially if you were new to that space, it's more or less like, hey, I got to get comfortable to it. You know, mm -hmm. I, I want, I don't, hey, man, I don't know which camera I'm looking at. I'm looking at this camera talking, and this is the one that you, you know, what I'm saying. So I, hey, I can understand that. You know, it's like that gradual progression. You know, so I, I can definitely understand that. I can, I can understand that, and it's cool that you both can come to that conclusion and, and meet in the middle because hey at the same time you don't want to stifle someone's ideas because like hey, that idea might be the one that's like okay boom that, you know it's taking it to another level too so it, but that's that's good that um you know both of you are, are uh 
within your comfort zone, you know, and, and, and appealing to your strengths. And I'll be honest, like one of the successes that allowed me to be able to, you know, turn it into like a full-time business was getting into video. Um, a lot of bloggers were just doing photography website and that was it. Um, but Jerome's video background, like I would go and I'd be like, hey, can you teach me how to do this? Can you teach me how to edit in Premiere Pro? And he would sit down and show me. So that was one of the advantages I had early on was that I could do the blogging, I could do the writing, I could do the cooking, the photography, but then I was able to put video in earlier. And now we see that video is everywhere, but you know, with the rise of TikTok and all that stuff, like I was doing video earlier, but not because I knew video or cared about it is because he's the one that kind of put me on to learning about it um, early on in the business. Right. Exactly. So, um, so let's, let's shift it back to, I guess when you, made the decision to you know to go full-time with my fork in life <laughs> hey what hey what hey, hey was it i mean based upon that that chuckle it, it must have been tough to do it right not for me not for me okay. Okay. like 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 i have a saying if anything that any if i can make one dollar i can make a million Oof. Even if I make a dollar, I can still make a million. So, like, how long it take? I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Right. That's the, that's the joy and journey of it. So, once the blog start making a little bit of money, yeah. I'll I'll work it at the bank. I'll work at the bank. Had a good job at the bank. I was in charge of buying all the computers for the whole like whole section of the bank. So I was like, I had a pretty good job. But as soon as the ball make a little bit of money and my boss got my nerves just a little bit, I was like, I'm out. I quit. I, I was I was happy about that because I was still working and doing the blog at that time, and I was and I, I was working because I, I did my first full feature length film. It was on Amazon. I, I was making a little chump change and all that kind of stuff. But my boss came there says like we're gonna put you on an action plan. I was like, you gonna do what? Oh yeah, I quit. That's, that's it. Say what? What you gonna do to me? Okay, that's right. what I said. And I, I told my boss I was quit. Then I called Tanya. Was like Tanya, I'm quitting. And she was like, what? You can't do this. <laughs> So I went back to my boss. Like, okay, I like I give you enough time in order to bring somebody else on to take my position. So actually, the guy that I brought on it was, it was African American male because uh, I hired the I picked the person and I hired him and trained him until the point. So like, I think I quit in August, but I stayed until December to train the new guy. Oh wow, you and you're nice. You're very nice. Man. <laughs> so he still quit and I was still working. Oh, she was mad. Um, so I was, and I did ask. So I, I asked nicely for him to get go back to work, and he did. No, no, no. Um, you, well, you asked me to go back to work. Like, so after I quit, quit. After I quit, because I was out. So I was like, give me three months, baby. Give me three months to get, get my head together, because I'm a filmmaker. You know what I'm saying? So I was like, I'm working on some projects, all that kind of stuff. The two days into my three month sabbatical, you got to get a job. You got to get a job. <laughs> And she's um, like, that's, that's enough of that. She said, I, I thought about it. You know what? Yeah. I, I was at lunch, I was, I was lunch with my homeboy. And when I was at lunch with my homeboy, she called and she was like, what you doing? Like, I'm out I'm out with my homeboy. Yeah. She was like, oh, you got to get a job. You got to nope. get a job. Nope. So, so less than a week after that, I was back teaching because I used to be a teacher also. So okay. I was back teaching in the uh, Charlotte school system as a, a graphic artist teacher, video production teacher in the school system. So I went back to work two weeks into my three months sabbatical. So, yeah. Okay. Okay. Hey, I mean, but you know what? 
Hey, sometimes you just have to ease, you know, ease out of it a little bit, you know. And that's what that's what happened eventually. So jump in. Um, jump. Once after a while, what ended up happening was during that time, even when he went back to work, the the blog did keep growing, the money kept growing, and it did get to a point where I eventually was like, I can quit now. Um, and I did quit. And then I want to say he was. <laughs> and then you quit again. Was it six months no, a year? No, later? you maybe quit. I did. I got to a point. And then eventually it was to a point where it's like, okay, with the income that we're making, um, he was still helping me. And I was like, it just kind of makes sense for you to join full time so that we can be able to produce more. And to be honest, just live a kind of life that we want to live. Because even when I first met him, I was like, I don't think you're meant to like have a nine to five forever. I don't think that's that's, our friends. friends That's what my friend said. And they worried about it. And they were, they were right. They were right. They were right. And so I do think it's just, it was to a point where I was like, okay, we are finally in this position where we can both leave our traditional jobs to work on our business and businesses together. Yeah. That, or that's beautiful. That is beautiful. I mean, even when Jerome was telling me during that initial phone call, when he was just telling me, um, you know, about being able to, you know, both of you having this common goal, you know, with, with the show and your dreams and aspirations and both of you being able to work on your own schedules, freeing up time. And I mean, that's, that's beautiful. You know, that's beautiful to be able to get to that point. You know, that's, that's something that, you know, everyone um, really strives for to be able to be in control of because time is is so precious. Just being able to, you know, be in control of, of your time and, and being doing something. I mean, and then on top of that, doing something that you enjoy and do, doing it together and, and building together, I mean, I mean, that's 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 the ultimate uh, destination, you know, in in terms of being one. So, um, so Jerome, speaking on time, like the piggyback on what you just said, yeah. a friend of mine said this, and and when my friend said this a while ago, it always stuck with me. Uh, she was like, "Life is short, but it's the longest thing you got." Ooh. So, so it's kind of like, it's, it's kind of like, yeah, life is short. I mean, like a one week turns into a year real quick, but at the same time, uh, one year turns into 80 years real quick. My grandma's 103 years old. And like, I talk to my grandma like every other day and me, me and my grandma conversations is kind of like, do it now because tomorrow is not promised. But if tomorrow is promised, you better be thankful that tomorrow is promised because right. you don't know what's going to happen. So this is so true. This is so true. Yeah. Definitely have to take, uh, Take heed when your when your elders talk to you, especially when they give uh, sound advice such as mm-hmm. that. You know? Um, so Jerome, you 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 brought up another another point. Um, now you said you know you 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 had a, a movie on on Amazon. So share a little bit about your your background with that with uh you know with your independent film making. Uh, can, can I can I ask my wife a private question real quick? Oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, so, um, 2018, 2018, um, I was work, working at the bank Yeah. and when I was working at the bank, uh, my wife and I, we were having trouble conceiving. We, okay. we, uh, like, cause we already had a daughter. Uh, we had, I, I had, a, I had a bonus baby when I got married. So, um, I was like, all right, cool. Everything's good. But I like, you know, I'm, I'm a dude from the South. I wanted a kid, you know what I'm saying? Okay. So we tried for like four years and we couldn't have a kid, anything. So we went through all, we went through the doctors, did all this, you know, did everything. So pretty much the doctor was like, eh, it's going to cost you a whole bunch of money to have a kid if you do the, the procedures. And it really didn't cost that much. So um, so what I did was 
two things I wanted to happen at the same time. I wanted to have a kid, but before I had a kid, I wanted to have an IMBD credit as a director. That was, that, I mean, very, very simple. I didn't care what the movie looked like. I wanted to have it. So what I did was, uh, um, it cost like $13,000 for the uh, procedure to have the kid. So I had $2,000 left over. So I took $13,000 out without asking Tanya. I wouldn't recommend anybody do that, but I took a loan out from lending3.com and for $13,000, Yes. For the key. And the money was left over. I bought a computer. I, I bought a computer and the computer uh, was for me to edit the movie. So during that time, uh, I had a couple of friends I was hanging out with. was like, I'm gonna make a movie because uh, very soon I got I to gotta be a director. You know what I'm saying? So I wrote this. I wrote a script. I wrote plenty of scripts. I wrote over 30. Like, right now I'm up to 68 movies, full length movie scripts that I've written over the last like about since 2010. Wow. Uh, and uh, I I. I wrote one in order that I can make for free. So uh, with the $2,000 left over, I, I made a movie called uh, Smell and Flowers. That was the original title. Okay. So uh, I got, I had a casting call. Everybody got together. Um, I sent over 500 emails out to people and I got five responses. Okay. So like, I was like, all right, this is going to be a little, little tougher than I thought. So then my, my lovely wife, Tanya, she was one of the actresses because I didn't have anybody else to do it. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, you know, she did a really good job. She, she did a really good job. My, my it was the way he phrased it. It was the way he phrased hey, it. Yeah. I, I, and uh, and my my coworker, former uh, and college uh, classmate, uh, her name is Leah. She I worked beside her at well at uh, well at the bank with her. Uh, mm -hmm. So so these were the two main ladies in the movie that I wrote just for them to act and everything. So I made the movie in a weekend. Um, oh. I. I I use a, re a restaurant. Uh, I used a, a restaurant for free. The owner let me use the restaurant. We used the bathroom in the back for some scenes. I went to uh, her apartment to do some scenes. Uh, really was a lots a, of friends too. A lot of friends. It was a lot of friends. Their places and it, stuff like that in apartments. Because I, I gave this big speech about this. If you have the passion for anything that you want to do, you can find the resources. And if you find the resources, you can do anything that you want to do. So like, no, there's nothing in the world that you can't do if you don't if you put your mind to it. You really have the passion for it because lots of time people always say, like, what you do for a living? I don't care about that. Like, what's your passion? Tell me if your passion is growing butter beans, I can eat them, but I, I'll help you. Right, <laughs> right. So, so, um, so jump ahead. So, I made the movie in, in a weekend and, uh, and I edited it and I put it on, I put it on Amazon just, just to do it. Then it, it was so funny doing that because Tanya had no desire to like make a movie. She had, she had no thoughts, no nothing. But, as I got into the thing, editing and all this kind of stuff, I'll be at work and she's like, she is send me a clip. This is the intro. We, we, this is this this is the, the this is the trailer for the movie. I was right. like, I was like, mm, like where this come from? And and like the the music, I use all local artists and people that I knew. And like her cousin is a rapper uh, yeah. down in Florida. So so uh, I was like, you know, she got some music. So I listened to a song and I'm like, oh, that's going to the movie, right? so random but it came together so beautifully you know what i'm saying yeah so like the movie came out i had a big premiere at the uh next door to the restaurant that i had it and it was one of the most beautiful things of all time and i was like tanya she went to like because she went from being just an actress to being uh, assistant editor to being uh i wouldn't i would never give her a director credit <laughs> but, but it, was, it was more like the, her ceiling her ceiling gonna right. stop. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. i wouldn't give her that but she, like but I saw the passion in her. So like, in the, it's, it, actually one point in the movie, she was actually up um, in the script. I was like, this, you're the biggest blogger in Charlotte. You're the biggest food blogger in Charlotte. I wrote that. And she was like, no, I don't want to say that. I don't want to say that. I was like, 
say if you say it, it will come true. Say right. it will come true. Right. So it's a clean movie. She was like, uh, I work for my fucking life and uh, I'm the biggest blogger in Charlotte. Yeah. And like, so then like doing what about like uh, two years later? It might have been a year later. I got an email from someone that was like, Hey, I was watching this movie yeah. and they said this name and I Googled it and it's like you're really a person. And I was like, Wow, yeah. that's crazy. <laughs> it was like it was funny to kind of get that, like see it come full circle. Yeah, so like we made the movie, then and like we like because on on the day that we had the movie premiere was the day that we we got confirmation that she was pregnant. So yeah, we were going through in vitro. Yeah, we going, oh, yeah, yeah. Like when it we shot we shot this one scene. It was uh, April twenty eighth, I do believe. It was April twenty eighth. We shot a scene, and she had to. We had to end the scene real quick because she had to run to the bathroom to take the shot <laughs> to, to, right. to to for everything. So she ran back there, took the shot, and everything like that. Then I was like, okay. Keep filming. Got to keep going. Got to keep going. Wow. So then, like June twenty first, that's when the uh, premiere was. And but I was a filmmaker before my before my my daughter got here. Her name is Cora. That's that's big head baby. So yeah. Hey man, that's that's a blessing. That's a oh, it, it's, it's, def, it's it's a it's a testimony for real. It's a testimony. Wow, yeah. that's awesome. Then then like the movie came out. Uh, the baby got here. Uh, the fifteen thousand dollar loan. I was responsible paying it back because I didn't ask her for permission to pay it, get it in the first place. Together. <laughs> yeah, oh, I paid on my car too. So it was a good day. It was, it was okay. a good year. It was okay. a good year. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, so so my fork in life. That's a that's an interesting title. I, I mean, I I can I can see the the the, the pun in it. Um, how did <laughs> how did that how did that name come about? It what really you? was random. I think it's two like, different stories. Yeah, different stories. I'll tell you my story. I'm the one that came up with it. Okay. But okay. I really was trying to find something witty, and I knew I wanted to start a blog. Um, I didn't know it was gonna be about food for, for um in particular. I was thinking about maybe finance or couponing, all the things I was interested in. Um, but then I think one day I was just an, annoyed, and like I usually curse. I have a potty mouth, so I think one day I was just like, "Oh my!" And I said the word "my bleep in life," and I was like, "Wait a minute." And I said, like, oh, my forking life. And when I looked, like, I was surprised, but there was no, no one had the domain name, no one had the social media. So I ended up just, you know, going ahead and buying the domain name, getting all the social medias, not knowing what would happen with it. I was just like, I'm just going to go ahead and grab it. And the funny thing is, a lot of people didn't like it at first. They were very offended. They're like, oh, oh, oh uh, my pearls. Oh, I would gosh. get emails, like, how could you? And I would feel like, I remember going to him like, oh my gosh, everyone hates me. They hate my name. And it wasn't him. It was someone else. I think it was, maybe it was you, that you were like, there are other bloggers that have names that yeah, actually yeah, have yeah, yeah. curse words in it. And they're big brands. And then someone pointed out, they were like, I mean, I hope I can say her name, which she's an inspiration, but they were like, slutty vegan is out here like doing it big. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? And she's unapologetic about it. So at that time I was just like, I'm unapologetic about my name. Surprisingly though, I do not get those emails because I think people have heard it so much that it's not as offensive anymore, right? It's just like, oh. After having somebody as a president for four years, I don't think anybody's offended by anything anymore. Boy. <laughs> <laughs> New to it is, we, we're numb to it now, right? As right. almost. But um okay wow so so let me ask you this then so so you 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 quit your job you you started doing it full time so what was that like in terms of like being able to come up with these recipes and you know like you said you 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 not having this cooking background but now you do it so effortlessly like how what was the transformation because did you get frustrated 
in the beginning of like, you know, I don't even really like to cook, but, but now once you saw the success in it, like how, how, what was that transformation like? Um, so it's a little bit of both. Cause there are day, like now after years of doing like, I think it's six years, there are times where I'm just like, Oh, I don't want to do this anymore. It's exhausting, blah, blah, blah. So even when the cooking kind of gets where I'm like, uh, there's this part of me that also just likes to see growth. So even though it's, you know, the cooking is a part of it, it is really a business at heart. So there are things that I'm learning as far as there may be days like today I was in there in the kitchen cooking, taking photos and it was annoying. But then at the same time, I'm like, okay, I know these recipes in particular will serve my audience well. And not only will they serve my audience well, they'll get something from it, but then I also make money as well. So I think that's where it's not, it's still a little bit of a passion project, but what I tell anybody, whenever you turn something that is your passion into and you monetize it, it is going to be a completely different animal. And for me, that's kind of how it is. Like if I were to choose, I'd probably choose the same four recipes on repeat for the rest of my life. Right. But as a business, I have <laughs> to continuously produce new recipes, new content, and I have to make things, not that I, I would like, the, I make stuff that I like to make, but a lot of times that stuff, I'll test it four times. And after I've put it on a site, times. after it goes on the site, I probably am not making it for a very long time, if nope. ever, like, because mm-hmm. I've, you know, it's like, how often can I cook? I have over like 500 recipes on the website right and now. And I haven't had oxtail in years. It's, you've had it, I haven't had but I haven't made years. it in a while. Like, it's uh-huh. Well, you, you better go on the website and learn how to cook it yourself. I know how I know how to cook it. That, that, that's the thing. But I, I was like, I'd be like, I'm gonna cook this. He's like, no, nah, I don't want that. I'm like, well, I don't want that. I was like, oh. so, right, okay, that's funny though, because I, I, you know, like you said, it's one thing, especially cooking. That's something that I mean, we have to eat. So I can see where it could get, you know, get tired, tiring, and repetitive. Yeah. Man, hey, I'm, I'm I'm cooking two or three meals a day, and then I gotta you know go go cook another one, and and, and you know, so it's like wow, and um and and you're cooking elaborate you know recipes. Per se. I know you're you're keeping it simple for your audience, but it's not like you just I'm gonna throw this in there and, and put it in the oven, and it, you know what I'm saying? Like you're very yeah. Make sure like people are like, why do you always measure stuff? I'm like, that's how it stays consistent. That, like yeah. I don't want to like this. You know, when I'm in the kitchen by myself, I'm over here putting stuff because if I end up adding too much black pepper, it's all right. We just gonna have to eat a little bit extra black pepper that night. Right. But like, if I'm developing for an audience, I can't put like a tablespoon of black pepper because someone's gonna be like, ma'am, <laughs> you messed up my dinner. You know, you can make mistakes, and I, you know, and and I always even try to like say you know if you add too much of this you can fix it this way but for my readers they want a recipe that is perfect so if they follow the same exact ingredients the same exact instructions it better come out tasting and looking just like it looks on my website exactly um any plans for like a cookbook or anything like that no (laughs) (laughs) i I was no, no, yeah, yeah, no, 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 that, that's a valid question. But she, t- Tanya, the fault answer is no. <laughs> it is it a, is, it's it a fault answer, but like, like, you want to go, you want to go to Paris? No, nope. Give, give her some time. Give her some information. Oh yeah, let's go. But you need to process it. I'm, I'm like that though. I, I, I'll shut something down quickly. And cookbooks, I mean, they're, they're great. They're most people. If you ask a lot of bloggers, ask 
you know, many bloggers, they'll tell you if you're doing a cookbook, you better be doing it as a labor of, I really want to make this cookbook because they're not always super profitable. And so for me, it like my labor of love right now isn't really to make a cookbook. Um, I'm more interested in like, you know, growing a video diary of our recipes. So I'll be more interested in putting my efforts into like YouTube or something like that. Cause I just like the visualness. I know people like that physical for me. I like being able to just watch somebody cook. Um, so that will be like, for me, a preference over actually working on a traditional cookbook. Gotcha. So that's the only reason why I said no, but maybe. Yeah, maybe. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm actually gonna write a, a unofficial autobiography of Tanya. It's it called "It Wasn't Easy." <laughs> oh, I'm doing it. I'm doing it because <laughs> I'm gonna use my imagination and all the things she's been through, being like being a single mother, being a lawyer, and meeting me. All this kind of stuff. It's gonna be in a book, and it's gonna be told through my eyes. No, he will so it's, exaggerate. It's be, oh yes, it will be. It's gonna be great. It's gonna be so good. But yeah, but. She's going to put a cease and desist on that. I, I can already tell you. Exactly. <laughs> you forgot. I'm still a lawyer. Hey. <laughs> um, gosh, and you know what? And 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 we are we're we're closing in on uh on our time. These conversations, they, you know, I I got 20 more questions I can ask, but um, but let me I I do want to ask this question before I ask my two final questions, though. So what's your favorite recipe to cook? Mm -hmm. Oh, to cook? Mm -hmm. uh, well, I guess I don't know if cooking it and enjoying it, and, like me and eating it, are the same. You might. Well, my favorite thing to eat is pad thai, and I don't cook it because I can't make it as good. Okay. <laughs> they make it in the restaurants. Um, but probably my favorite thing to cook. I know I said oxtail, either my oxtail or brown stew, because those are the ones that impress people the most when I make those recipes. They're like, oh my gosh what is this so those are my favorite things to cook just because i like to see how people enjoy those recipes gotcha i'm gonna have to go with uh the favorite thing the thing i like to eat more than anything else is ethiopian food i love ethiopian food more than anything else okay. i can eat ethiopian seven days a week 365 okay. non-stop but uh, as far as the website goes, I'm going to have to go with uh, my favorite recipe on there because i created it all by myself <laughs> uh cheddar sour cream corn on the cob okay Okay. Hey. <laughs> Nobody looks at that recipe. That's I why I laugh. He, every day he'll be like, How much money did that recipe make? Was... Like, Four cents, Jerome. It didn't make hey, any money. It made more than zero. No one looks yeah. at it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> For the cop. Yeah. Got you. Yeah. Okay. Hey, so so we have we have five minutes, but I, I do have two questions for you. Um what do you want your legacy to be? Ooh. You go first. No, no, you go first. You go first. I told you what the question was. Now you don't know. No, 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 don't, don't play me like that. Y'all might have to do a joint when y'all might have to go back and forth since we we showed on time. Um, I would say I want my legacy to be is I just want to be an inspiration to people. One of my biggest things that like I always say like you don't have to be pigeonholed into being one type of person right and I think I want people to hear my story which is you know uh, I was a practicing lawyer right and everyone's like oh you're gonna be a judge you're gonna do this and I would be like eh, you know I don't know I don't really feel like this is my forever like it's good I've affected so many lives while I did it but I also like the idea that I'm able to do something else and this may not be my forever. So I want to be an inspiration to people that we don't have to be just a singular, like when you're a kid, I'm going to be a doctor. And that's the only way you can be successful in this world. You know, um, 
even when I'd made the transition, people thought I was insane. Cause they're like, how could you leave the law to do what you're doing? And I'm like, I'm a, le- I'm a legit business owner out here. And you may not understand it, but I want people to see that there are just way more ways to make an impact, to build a business, to make money. Um, so that's kind of the legacy that I want to leave. My legacy is pretty, the legacy I want to leave is uh, a connector. Uh, I've, I've done everything. I've been a blueberry farmer. I've been a, a politician, teacher, engineer, homeless, uh, day worker. I, I, you name it, I've done it. Yeah. But one thing that I have a really passion for is when I meet somebody and they say they try, they want to do something. I might not can do it, but I, I know somebody who can do it. So I'm that guy who's like, oh, you want to do this? Okay. No, I'll put you in contact with, with them. So on the day that I leave this earth, whenever it may be in 300 years, because I'm going to do cryogenics, but uh, 300 years from now, I want like the whole world to be like, yeah, that's a nice guy. He hooked me up with so-and-so who got me and so-and-so would help me out. Yeah. That's, you know, and that's definitely a, a great trait to have and a great skill, you know, and, I, and I've said this in the prior, you know, podcast, there are a lot of people out here that have so much information, their their wealth of knowledge, but everyone's not forthcoming with that information. Everyone's not willing to share it. You know what I'm saying? So when you come across people such as yourselves that you know are that understand your craft, you study your craft, and you know it brings you so much joy. But then on the flip side, you don't mind sharing it to, and helping someone else to be able to impact their lives as well. You know what I'm saying? I think. As a society, we 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 have to be able to get to that, you know, get back to that point, you know what I'm saying, where we're looking out for one another and, and helping it. It's not always, you know, about what can I get in return and you know, you know what I'm saying, be able to make an impact in, in, in the community and help others, you know what I'm saying? So um last question, and we have like two minutes. With it being generation motivation, the podcast, and this probably kind of pig, piggybacks, but how do you feel as though you're motivating your generation and generations to come? Uh, I would say, like I said, just, I guess, piggybacking, but just being, um, I would say a black woman in the space, right? Um, even when I started, there were not that many minority bloggers. It is a very, um, it's an industry that's very profitable and not a lot of people know about it. So one of the things is I was like, I want to make it. And then if anyone ever has any questions, you know me, I'm an open book. I'll be like, cause other people were open books. Right. And so like, like you said, like sharing that knowledge is extremely important and you've got to just, you know, it's out there, especially with the internet, but there are also people that will, you know, tell you and just, just for me, I think it's just existing in this space. I think that's an inspiration. Hopefully it is. And it's for for me, uh, being unapologetically and authentically myself. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I'm wasn't the class clown. I was more like the, the nerd clownish vibe always have been, okay. but at the same time, I'm not afraid to, I'm not afraid to fail. I yeah. fail every single day. I wake up in the morning. I'm probably going to fail. I'll probably fail before I go to sleep tonight. Right. But I don't mind sharing my failures with other people so they can learn from it. Because, like, for example, real quick, last night I did a, a table read for my my upcoming film at my uh, alma mater. Yeah. And and just having them kids who had no idea about film at all, listening to something I wrote and them react to it so authentically. I was And so I looked at this kid. He was a freshman. He was like, Mr. Freeman, can I work for you? I just want to be around you. And I was like, all right, bro, no problem. Because it's free. To, it's free. That was free. So, so yeah. Okay. And you, you lucky we only got about 
40 seconds because I, I told you I want to be in the movie now. I don't know what it hey, is. Hey, hey, hey. I told you that. I, I told you that when we talked for an hour and 40 minutes. The other day. No, no problem. No problem. I got a part for you. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, hey, like I said, we we are you know running short on time, but I definitely appreciate you know both of y'all for taking out the time to uh you know join us on the podcast. And we wish you much success. I'm gonna put all your um social media information and the YouTube channel, website, all of that stuff up. Um, any last words before before we end it? Peace, love, and happiness, and all the good stuff in between. Happy cooking. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Hey, and uh with that being said, you know. I want to thank everyone for, you know, checking out another episode of Generation Motivation, the podcast. I'm your host, Jay Snipes, a.k.a. the podcast of the people. Until next time. Aha. Don't forget to like, share and subscribe.